0: we are two 20 something year old women fresh out of college and fresh into all things work life relationships and self-appreciation as we find ourselves we hope to provide
1: a space for others to join in on our takes on life and the process of making
0: sense out of the nonsense so welcome to our podcast where we make the grass a little greener because here we, we grow, grow together, together hey okay, everybody so we normally get into the this or that first you guys are kind of getting the the cadence of how we're doing things but this week we're gonna go into something a little bit different we're gonna do a TikTok trend called he's a 10 but and I would explain it to you but I'm terrible at explaining so I'm just gonna give an example with Taya's first one and then y'all will pick up on it so Taya okay he's a 10 but he can't dress I'm not going to hold you just
1: based off the strength of what I said in the last episode. That's definitely getting bump down to a two G it's way too important to me.
0: Yeah. I can't, <laughs> I can't even see that for you. I'm not going to lie. I could never. Okay. Are you ready for mine? Oh yeah. He's a
1: 10. He's a 10, but. He has a selfie of himself as his screensaver. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm envisioning when I first realized that that's what it is. It's that, a, that's what it's what? Like, it's a two. That's the 13th reason? That's that's one through 13. I'm not going hold you. You say he's a two? You can't do it. He, he can't do three. it. He,
1: okay, he can't love himself on his screen every day when he opens
0: his phone. I feel you. I'm the same way. I can't... The fact that you even went through all the steps and thought that was a good idea is just concerning. <laughs> okay. He's a three, but he's Drewski level funny. Oh
1: that man is funny but he's a three
0: though he's a three, three is low-key kind of low nah it is okay that's um funny. the funny gotta get you all the way
1: gee i'm not gonna hold you it's giving like a
0: seven okay, maybe right. six or seven
1: funny can always so get, you,
0: get you some get you some good points
1: Funny is usually, yeah, it it pushes you up some notches. Okay, that was decent. That was decent. Yeah, yeah. Fair. Okay. Okay. He's an eight. He's a good eight, but he pigeon-toed.
0: He's an eight, but he's pigeon-toed.
1: Like, literally. Toes facing each other, knees going in.
0: <laughs> I actually haven't seen too many people like that to like get a reference of like, do he's an eight. I feel like I could keep him at an eight. Okay. Look. I, like I, I feel like I can keep him at an eight. Well, I don't know. That a was of- a trick one. That was a trick one because I was
1: gonna see: is he gonna get bumped up or is he gonna get bumped down?
0: Right. No, depends like, on what I your preference like is. I feel you like said he could stay a. there He's If everything okay. else is about him is an eight worthy i let him stay there Alright okay. He's a ten But he has One of them type of podcasts
1: Oh Zero Negative two
0: <laughs> Hecky no Never
1: in my absolute life Never in my life And not <laughs> me over here making a podcast Trying to build people up and empower people and this man is over here being a disgrace.
0: Out, what do you bring to the table?
1: Oh <laughs> I'm splitting the check. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to split the checks and quality.
0: That's just gonna be the most embarrassing relationship of all time. Everybody gonna be looking like, are you for real?
1: Yes you can't <laughs> sit you can't stand next to a man that's doing that.
0: And he me and my girl. Oh, don't don't oh. don't bring me up. Don't bring me up. No, 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 no. Okay, tell your last one, realisting. Okay. I don't know about my last one. Now I'm
1: rethinking it a little bit. Why? Okay, he's a 10. Mm-hmm. He's a 10. Okay. Okay. But his hairline is receding and he's trying to hold on to it.
0: I feel so personal about this because I feel like a black man can never go wrong with a bald head. Okay, not Ooh. never go wrong, but like but he's
1: not trying to he's not trying to shave it though. Right, he, that one just doesn't want to be bald. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> He a 10, you said? He's a 10, but he's holding on to that hair. So, like, imagine, like, the bald in the middle with the hair on the
0: sides. It's giving one. The one is for sympathy <laughs> because, like, you might be going through, like, a midlife crisis. But it's the denial for me. I don't think you, I don't, you it's the denial. I can't do it. You said shave it off. Shave it off. You said shave it off. Shave it off.
1: I do agree with you, though. Like, I have not seen a bald man, bald black man that wasn't cute. I feel like just do it, right? Everybody got weird shape heads anyway. Might as well.
0: Might as well just let it show now. You're getting it out the way. So you're getting it out the way in your 20s. So by the time you're in your 40s, I'm used to it. I already know. Rip the band-aid. So, today we're coming to you guys and gals with the third episode of our Under the Influence series. We're back. I told you guys we're coming back last week. And as mentioned before, we are certified hopeless romantics. It's sad, it's happy. We love all things rom com, romance novel, finding your true love in a coffee shop vibes. We have three romantic TV couples that we're going to depict for you guys today, and they give the true realities of love and just how hopeless honestly it can be so we're going to start off with the first scenario and I'll pass it off to Taya to let you guys get a little insight
1: all right guys are you ready for this
0: I'm hitting you I'm hitting
1: you guys with a classic personally I think classic in my book it's gonna be but it's not really it doesn't have enough like history for it to be like a classic but I just think it's a good movie so the first movie is just right okay with my girl Queen And my guy, Common. Okay. But in the movie, their names are Leslie and Scott. So, to give you guys a quick scenario of the movie, just in case some of y'all haven't seen Just Right, which I don't know how, but if you haven't seen the movie, I'm going to give a quick scenario just so you guys can know what we're referencing when we um, dig into the discussion. So, Leslie is what you would call a guy's girl, a tomboy. She's like, your favorite wing woman, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and her god sister, who is the polar opposite of her, is your literal girls' girl. She's a girly girl. She's flirty. She's you know, pink, all things, and all of that in between, right? So they live together and they're BFFs. And Morgan has a desire to be like an NBA trophy wife, so. Outside of this, Leslie goes to a Nets basketball game and she ends up running into her favorite player, Scott, afterwards at the gas station. They hit it off and, you know, shared some jokes. And he invites her to his birthday party where she shows up with Morgan as her wing woman. She said, hey, you want to be an NBA trophy wife? Girl, I got the hookup, period. Period. He meets Morgan and instantly you could tell they fall for each other right away, right? Like he takes full interest in her and they end up getting into a relationship immediately and getting engaged, right? Waste no time. Well, we cannot forget still that he's an NBA player and he ends up getting injured at one of his games. Now, this is very important to the plot because he is right before the playoffs. So Morgan says, this is too much for me and I can't do this. And so she leaves him, right? But she does say, my guy sister is a physical therapist though, so if you want to hit her up, she can help you out. So, Leslie's like, okay. So she moves in, she starts to help him with rehab. And she's honestly, in my opinion, she's helping with more than rehab. Like she is literally helping that man mentally. mentally. She's helping. Yeah. Like she was invested in that man mentally, physically, whole nine, right? So, what do you expect to come from that? You got a little, you know, romance in there. You may fall in love, you may not. But I think, obviously, as anyone would, Leslie started to catch feelings. She was spending time with this man every single day. So, she ends up helping him all the way back to recovery. And he is able to return to the NBA and literally wins the playoffs. So after that, Leslie and him decide to, okay, we've been flirting all this time. Well, I've been helping you. We're going to take a test for our attraction for each other. But the next day she wakes up and Morgan is at the door. And it's like, Scott, I want you to take me back. <laughs> this man got a playoff ring. Okay. So she said, "Money back. <laughs> I had to be here when you was down. I ain't want you back then, but I want you back now, right? So Leslie's like, I don't want nothing to do with this. This is too much. I'm gonna leave because Scott ends up taking Morgan back. Who would have thought? We yeah. hate who would have thought. And the only reason we have to go this in-depth into the plot, but none of the other ones are not this long, but that's because this movie was really crazy. It had your heart going if it's it gave you the back and forth G. Yes. Okay, so he takes Morgan back, even though she left. Him out for dead. And shortly after that, Leslie said, That's cool. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna boss up, do my own thing. I'm about to, she had people calling for her to join their teams to be a physical trainer, and she's about to move away, right? She's about to move away. Scott's with Morgan. Cool. Why? Well, as Scott's with Morgan every day, guess who we can't stop thinking about? My girl Leslie. Here. Right. So Leslie was through. She finna get on the plane, join her new team, get her new job and start her new life. And here comes Scott, little ass, running <laughs> after her, saying, I'm so in love with you. You was with me when I was down and you took care of me and I want to be with you and blase, 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 And you know what Leslie did? She took him back. <laughs> Best. but let me know if i you know i feel like i did so good with that synopsis right nah, you know you like i took crazy. my time you went crazy with i took that. my time with it but i feel like i kind of had to because
0: this was a real this was a real we had to give the rundown for that one we did it really
1: pulled on your heart i really ha- i didn't expect it when i first watched it i was like are you serious so the question that we have here after all of that is why was this situation hopeless and not romantic now some people may think it was romantic but morgan what do you think so
0: so 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 many reasons but the main reason that i would call out for this is leslie never got her moment where she was the choice like We can say at the end when he did the whole little run up scene and tried to be like, I remember now that you were the one who was there for me and yada, yada, yada. But like she never complained or like said anything or did anything every time he thought he was in love with somebody else. She never really had any pushback because she kind of agreed to herself that she was a guy's girl. And yes, you can be that, but you can also be a guy's girl who is wanted and who is appreciated. And, you know, and I don't think she got that moment where it was like, okay, I see that you are the guy's girl, the the typical girl that like people are just cool with automatically. So like, I might not have thought our attraction was romantic, but he found that out and he really got to the bottom of like, I actually love you. And that was, the first time when they actually went through the whole little she, she rehabilitated him situation, that should have been his his tail all like I've been with you enough. I've been with you long enough to choose you. He didn't exactly. choose her. And that's why I think it's, it's more hopeless than romantic because he never chose her for real in my head.
1: Yeah. And it's not just like you said, like, that's not fun to be someone's second choice and for it to be obvious. Right. Because like you said, he had the opportunity. Like, he didn't have to go back to Morgan. Like, he just didn't have to do now that. That second time, that's wild. The second time was just like, and I also want to point out too, that like, every time he realized that he wanted to be with her, it's like when he was down. And like, I think that says a lot. Because yeah, the yeah, first yeah. time he was down, obviously, like he needed the rehabilitation, but then I want to say if my memory serves me correctly, he when he got back with Morgan, like she still was like, I don't know, it's almost like he was there, but he wasn't really there. He was still down. Right. He wasn't really like nurturing him like she wasn't nurturing him like Leslie was, wasn't taking care of him, like paying attention to him. None of that. Right. So it's like, okay, like he gets down again more mentally this time. And he's like, okay, I want Leslie. I want Leslie back to make me feel better
0: right and his so- excuse of leaving Leslie the second time was like I was engaged to her like I gotta see it through and it's yeah. like you know, he ain't see- she ain't see it through for you like it's exactly it was so clear why she was there so it almost just made me think like are you interested more so in the lifestyle than you are the actual love because if you are don't play with my girl Leslie let her go let her go to the sixes where she was gonna go yeah because so I- I-
1: it's a it's a life like it is a lifestyle but like I will say that there though there are like basketball players just in real life that like end up with um women that they meet later in life you'll find a lot of basketball players that are literally like still with the women that they were o- dating B- in college yeah. or dating in high school which is most times before the fame just because that's that's typically just as how it goes with any celebrity like that's where the genuineness comes from like I know you from before all of this happened um and even Leslie like obviously she didn't but it was still like she didn't care about none of that stuff and I feel like just a sidebar right. I mean, Latifa is so good at those kind of roles like she's so genuine so like yeah, she really gives every, every time yeah she was really giving in that role because it was just like you really felt for her like you wanted her I low-key wanted her to have somebody else or something. Like, I didn't even My want her. To weird, I want to another basketball her. player to see, like, oh, hold on. And then really just he tweaked on you. Up. Yeah. Because that could have been the alternate ending. That could have been the somebody on the sidelines watching and being like, he tweaked on you. Let me treat that you how is, you're supposed to see, be treated. That's
0: romantic in you, because you just pulled that out. That would that, yeah. have made this a romantic movie. We could have had it yeah. where you found somebody else. At the end, because he was not, he ain't you, sir. And like you said, with the genuineness, you would think a basketball player who is down bad at the time would, that would just cook in your head. Like it's, I gotta wipe this girl up because she was with me when I didn't even know if I was gonna be able to make money no more, have this lifestyle no more, all that. So you know, it's not that. He still said, yeah. She said she want to see if we could work it out
1: boy and maybe I'm taking it too far like we can go to the next one after this but maybe I'm taking it too far but even in the end her job she ended up working for his team didn't she because I remember she in the did. last scene yeah she had the ring she had a ring on and she was like like stretching him out or something like on the court and like even then too it's still kind of like he just got to benefit in all ways, all across the board. Like right. he got the woman, he got the good woman and she got to work for his team, which means she gets to go like
0: wherever he go. Like, and I'm pretty sure Morgan was at the last game with them all as a kumbaya <laughs> fan. Like, okay. Like, None of this is making we sense. Got like, ball, was, <laughs> we got because that. We got move on because that was Dude, well. They was
1: playing. I just wasn't giving, I only got the romantic feels because of, who the characters were, yes. right? Like you're rooting for them because, like I said, I love Queen and I love Common. I think they're they were such a good pairing for the movie. Agreed. So that was the romance I was getting, but like the the actually, like
0: before he left the second time, it was a nice buildup. Like when she was sick and he had fed her that soup. I said, "Yes, oh gee, I really think I might have cried
1: at that part." <laughs> I swear because that was, we got to stop because I was really, I was really invested. That's why it's one of my favorite movies. I was so Your invested dad. because. No, but she's putting that soup up cheap. I she, like, that was such a beautiful thing. No, that was, really that charred. was really Like, cool. I have a sweet spot for whatever that, what is that called when you're, um, Your love language, like I have a whatever that specific one is called when you like take care of each other. I don't know what that one really is. is. Yeah, like acts of service. Like, I really have a sweet spot for that. Like, yes, take care of me, please. (laughs) No,
0: that was it was cute. It was cute. All right, we're gonna go right into scenario two. We're not gonna hold it too long. So, this is y'all not ready for this one. This is why did I get married, Sheila and Troy? So you guys might be thinking about Sheila and her first husband, but we on to the second husband, Troy. So in Why Did I Get Married 1, Sheila found her knight in shining armor, Troy, after her husband or her then husband made her drive up to the friend's cabin in a snowstorm. So I don't know if you guys remember that scene where, like, she couldn't get on the airplane. She couldn't fly because she needed to get two tickets. And then her husband was like, oh, like, why don't you just drive? So then she ended up getting off the plane and driving by herself up to the cabin while him and their supposedly friend at that time were, it was a female friend, were riding on the plane together to go to the cabin. So later on in the story, after a heated couple's table tale all, where the whole friend group is just outing everybody's secrets, Sheila leaves her cheating husband because she finds out the friend they brought along was also the, the husband's mistress. They move on, and he goes on to be with her, and she goes on to be with Troy, who ends up helping her while they are riding, while she's riding up by herself to the Kevin, Troy, is the one who helped her get the rest of the way and end up at the friend at the friend dinner/slash event anyway. Leaving the viewers thinking that she has found her happy ending. By the end of the movie, we are all rooting for her and Troy because we are so mad that her ex-husband was the way he was. So then in the second movie. The couple is quickly shown to be finishing off their honeymoon phase and into the present real life problems where they moved from Colorado, where Troy was originally located at. He had his own business and he also was a police officer. They now have a little family and Troy now has no job. He moved because she wants to be closer to friends and she wanted to be able to just be out of Colorado for multiple reasons. So with that became a strain on their finances. They quickly became strained in their marriage because they did not know how to separate the two. They did not know who to blame for their marriage problems and also for their finance troubles because Troy was not able to find a job. So this was leaving the couple with many heated arguments and misalignment when it just came to who to blame and how to keep moving. And I guess our question for this situation is how do you make this situation romantic. Like how could they have how could they have reconciled from moving from Colorado to this new location, Troy not having a job? How could they have made this okay?
1: Well, I think that specifically when you're going through stuff like this, you tend to feel very hopeless, right? Like we Financial problems are never easy on a couple, especially if you're married. Like that becomes both of our problem, not just your problem by itself. But I think that sometimes men still feel like the financial burden is just their responsibility. So they may, you know, get overwhelmed, right? But sometimes in certain circumstances, it can really really shift from being overwhelmed to like actually being angry. Or infuriated or mean blaming. Yeah. Yeah. Blaming. And you don't really know where to channel your anger because if it's a financial issue, there's not one sole person that you can take that anger out on. Right?
0: True. You can't
1: like who's who's to blame? So you only have the person that you go home to every day. Not to blame, but really just who would just really let like that's it's them yeah who else is around
0: and that's- it gets it gets real dark real dark real fast and what you were saying off that it there's a quote somewhere that i don't know who to reference who said it first but about it being the problem against the couple and for this situation I think this has separated the the husband, the wife, and then the finances. Like, this is all, like, they all kind of arguing with each other instead of being, like, us as husband and wife are both broke, so we're going to figure out how to not be that. Like, it's easy to it's easy to kind of put the situation on yourself. Like you were saying, especially as a man in finances, like, dang, I shouldn't have told us that we had to stay in Colorado a bit longer so I could save my money. I should have never moved here. I let you tell me this and now we here. So yeah. them just taking the situation and not making it, Oh, like, this is your fault. You want to do this more. So than like, this is us just trying to figure out how do we move from here? Like we have this money issue. Where do we go? Is that and that's the, the sad part because especially when it's finances, it's not even like do we go to counseling so we can figure out how to like go through these type of problems because we can't afford counseling. So it's like you really do have to have those hard conversations of like, I don't think we should have moved early, but now that we're here, this is what we got to do, cut back on expenses, whatever, get it, get some part-time jobs, whatever the situation is, because there is a kid involved. Yeah. And find some free
1: forms of outlet. I think they're like men don't have like you can even go as far as to say not even just men. I'll say anyone like if you're just not raised with um, like a proper structure of like how to get your emotions out just any in any fashion that's not like a bad fashion, obviously, Mm -hmm. then like you struggle, like when you hit hard times, you're going to really, really struggle because you have no other way to like, get those emotions out of you. Right. So like those hard conversations will come, but you have to get like, you're going to get past those conversations. Yes. But then in the meantime, like, what are you doing to ensure and make sure that you're not being mean to me or like you're not taking your anger out on me
0: just because so they touched on that a little bit with she had told her friend that they were like you know going through the hard times with money or whatever and he was mad about that because he was like you're telling people what's going on in our household and that is a huge maybe not our generation necessarily but like the generations before of like you don't bring the problems that are in this house outside of this house
1: that's Mm -hmm. like you don't do that
0: So that alone, it's like not having even friends to turn to and not to even ask for financial help, which some friends, especially because her friends did have well off positionings where they could help. But like just having somebody to be able to be outside of the house that can give you that unfiltered advice or just listening ear is needed, too, because we clearly argue in the house or talk in the house without becoming an argument. So sometimes you have to get that outlet of somebody else who's not impacted by what's going on. Yeah. And one of the things that I will
1: say is obviously like it's something that you gain as an adult. Like once you get like a strong group, not even group, but just a strong um community of friends and people around you that like that's okay to share to people that really care about you that you're going through hard times because like you said, you don't know if someone is in the financial state to be able to help you. And like exactly. I know one thousand percent like my mom had a really strong community around her. So like when things ever got, you know, rough or tough or just uncomfy, like you have people around you that are like, no, keep me posted. I will I will make sure you're okay. i take care of you. Right. Like you want to make sure that, because that's an anything, you know, because there are times where you can have a partner that ends up getting sick or like, has it like just anything, right? Like that community that can end up being system. so much more, useful to you than you think so when you try to keep that all inside and it's really just like try like that type of stuff will literally make you not want to go home because it's too much pressure and there's too much tension it's too heavy it hurts like it's just a lot going on so I definitely think like finding positive outlets definitely finding ways to make the situation work for the both of you guys like not just you really stressing, like you're not going through these things by self coming to that common ground. Right. Because at a certain point you can't, if, if these types of things are being stressed and, and one partner is like trying to work on that and get that out of you and, and really make you like, I'm here for you and we can do this together and we could get exactly. through this, but you're yes. just not, you can't get past it. Like you can't get upset if someone is like, okay, I can't do this. Right. Cause if you're not willing to tough it out with me and you want to just kind of sit and be sad and mope and like whatever it's like we this is not a partnership it's not gonna work it's not a partnership and it's not gonna work like one person's gonna just have to carry. like one person ends up carrying the heavier load and that's not fun
0: and being like what you're used to is something a long-term couple, is not even long-term couple, but a couple that has to go through transitions. They went from moving transitions. They have a kid now. That's a transition. Like changing from what you're used to is already an internal battle. Like now I'm a mother. Now I am worried about a husband and a kid. Or now I'm worried about a kid and a wife. Or you're just doing a lot of internal reworking because you are now thinking for other people and doing other things. And in the first movie, we got to see him be... Almost what I would think is like his natural state. Like you are just, you know, that knight in shining armor type of guy. So then when you can't be that, it'd be beating you. Cause it's like, dang, like that's what I'm, that's what I know. I'm known to be that person who can help out everybody and do all these things. And I can't do that. It's beating you up internally. And like you said, when you don't have that outlet, you don't have those healthy outlets. My outlet is just to be like, you made me now have to be, this person, when I was I was happy where I was, being the knight in shining armor, whatever the character was. Yeah. So yes, we can get I think the things here we go through. We don't got to hold. Them. Oh nope, you got something to say? Let's let's hear it. Let's hear it.
1: Yeah. No, I was just gonna cap it off by saying like I think just the honesty and just the genuineness. Like the more you are willing to be honest and genuine throughout the you sinu- the, the uh, throughout the situation. I think that's gonna that is what ultimately is going to at least assist in the romance or get you there
0: right because like. everybody already know like I come home you looking at me like you are trying to kill me dude. I already know you mad <laughs> you you- say it, <laughs> right
1: okay 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 so scenario three so this particular tv show has a very special place in Morgan and I's heart if you are a hopeless romantic like the two of us this is the show for you. This is I know going y'all to, already put
0: into this.
1: It's going to make you cry every single episode. Some people don't like that, but for me, that's my jam. So the show is This Is Us, um, and the couple that we're going to be talking about is Becca and Miguel. So Becca and Miguel are together after both experiencing extreme loss in their lives, So after fire, Becca loses her husband named Jack, who is Miguel's best friend and a major backbone to her family. Miguel, on the other hand, loses his wife as well as his children because they move away from divorce. So as they find themselves trying to navigate the roles of widow, as well as a new term I learned grass widower, which is a man divorced from his wife,
0: they realize that
1: dating. What'd you say? get your dictionaries
0: out we come with the words
1: yes pull them out they realize that dating other people is too much of a burden for them they tried it it didn't work and every time they just ended up coming back to each other um they decide to alleviate that pressure of dating others by deciding to just say screw it and let's be together that results in a lot of mixed feelings from their children right they say how can you be with dad's best friend, right? And his kids are saying, how can you be with your best friend's wife? Crazy. Um, But as just as we know, dating as well as marrying your husband's best friend and your best friend's wife are not easy roles to take on. But the couple demonstrates the ups and downs that come with age and history. So one thing that I forgot to mention in the beginning of this is that Becca and Miguel did not get together immediately after the tragedies happened, right? Like it was some years and it took some time, a long time. And after that time, and like we said, history grew, they just started to realize that like, you're the only one that knows what I've been through and gets it. And I'm the only one that knows what you've been through and gets it. Right? So the question that we have with this particular couple and scenario, how does romance age with time? Which thing. Oh man.
0: I wish I wasn't speaking from a 23-year-old mind, but um I would say that <laughs> I say that I wish I wasn't speaking on this from a 23-year-old mind because. What I'm gonna say is gonna sound real like when you get older, your love is not is not as fun. But it's it's different. So I think when you're twenty three and we're thinking about love stories and like hopeless romantics and just love in general, we're thinking about those like meeting in the coffee shops type of vibe that we brought up in the intro, and also just thinking about love being fresh and new, and we're learning as things go on. But as you get older, you're still learning, you're always learning, but I think you get more stable in what you need and your needs are more so companionship and not even to the point of caregiver, because I think that's like later, later on in life. But when it just comes to now the kids are grown or now I'm about to retire or I'm not working as much, like, now that the grind is over of the young years, I think you have more time as an adult to just want to be around somebody that can just spend their days with you. And that's yeah. how it ages. You're just somebody who could, you know, not be annoying so I can stay with them for the day.
1: Yes. And I I couldn't have said it any better, honestly. Like, I think that that is what this show depicts. And I think that one of the best things about it, too, is that if you don't have any, like, personal Relationship or correlation with some of the scenarios that happen in the show, they do a pretty darn good job at trying to get you as close to how that feeling feels, if that makes sense. So you may yeah. not have a frame of reference of losing a parent or, you know, losing a husband, right? Or falling in love later in life with your husband's best friend. But the show really 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 tries for every single age every single demographic of the audience to be like this is what that would look like and this is how you would feel right not exactly how you would feel but they try to really paint mm-hmm. that picture for you so you can feel it and really try to put yourself in their shoes I guess is what I'm trying to say and now so when it comes to oh. hmm? go ahead. I was gonna say so that's what when we see Becca and Miguel it's like no I'm not their age like I'm not you know, later in my life, 50s, 60s, 70s, but I can kind of picture, you know, why something like that would happen, like, the way that they ex- spelled it out for us, I'm like, I could see that, I could see
0: why. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like, getting in their shoes, and I agree with that 100%, because now that you said that, I agree, I take back my statement of saying that I'm talking from a 23-year-old mind, because when they in the show, when they showed that they finally decided to just be together, it wasn't like a, all right, like, look, we both lonely, let's just do this. Like It wasn't like a pass off, okay, we just need to do something just to be doing it. It still felt beautiful in some type of weird way of like, mm-hmm. not weird, different way of like, we just, we click at this time and age and experience and history, we click. So this this is right person, right time. And I don't particularly believe in right person, wrong time, but this show kind of gave me a glimpse of what age can do. And I I do think that as you experience more and as you grow more history, that it might not be right person, right time, but like the wrong person becomes the right person with the right amount of backstory. If that makes
1: sense. (laughs) No, that was actually beautiful. Like a literal literal quote, actually. Um, You know, what I was thinking about was just the fact that like they being with your partner's best friend is like a certain type of stigma, like while they're still alive. Right. There's a stigma that comes with that. Right. Super negative Mm -hmm. one, too and I think more of a taboo kind of topic what we don't see very often is something like this happening right which actually may take us a stigma and make it even worse right like they took one of the like worst possible scenarios that people usually try to take and like demonize you for right like they'll say like oh like That's my husband's best friend. And that's my best friend. Most times it's a scenario scenario of like cheating or like Mm. something like that, right? They took a very, very interesting and complex scenario when it comes to feelings. And they took it and they were like, yeah, we're gonna expand on this. Like, we're gonna give you some backstory on really what this could potentially turn out to be. Yeah, I really spelled it out. And I thought that that was super cool. Cause like at the end of the day, when you just look at people as just two human beings, like, first of all, there's no way that you can predict the twists and turns that life is going to go put you through. So like, you wouldn't expect that your partner is going to just pass away one day. And like, you wouldn't expect even that your wife may leave you and take the kids with her, right? And you may never see them again. So it's like, lots of stuff that life can put you through. And you have to kind of come on that back end and just be like, this is where I am. This is how I'm feeling. And I think that that's really what they were saying. Like, this is how we feel. Right. And we're going to stop trying to hide it and just act on our feelings because
0: Are you going to stop gonna me. Like a, You never want to be a... Oh, this could never be me. I never did it that because like you said, life gives you a rude awakening. And then also, if there was any couple on TV that gave what's understood doesn't need to be explained, it's them. Because it's like I can't even explain because everybody else doesn't have that same history and experience that they do even if they did experience the same thing they all took it in differently and they're all Mm -hmm. in different you know phases of life when it happens so it's still you will never understand why this makes sense or you know it's like you have to respect it at the end of the day like it's really no if you don't agree like the kids they didn't agree for a long time and like you still got to respect the fact that it's a lot of history that put us here a ton of
1: history and I think that that's super duper cool it also just shows you like possibilities and different outcomes and scenarios of just like what comes with age as you age in life I think the show and how just, long uh, life is a lot of shows yes how long it is that stuff is long and when you talk about love like you talk about you committing to someone in your 20s even you're just like pretty young but just say you do. For you. Yes, two full-blown love stories, and I think they pointed that out in the show too. That like you can fall in love multiple times. That is one hundred percent possible. Like completely more than one, more than twice, more than three times. Like it just it depends on however you feel. I think there's once again a stigma on like you fall in love or you marry someone. That's the person you're gonna be with for life. That's the only person you're gonna truly love. You only have your one true love. Like that's just not really the case. Like we change right. so much for us to be encouraged to change and grow and develop as human beings, like romance and love is a ginormous piece of that. Like outside of just um like uh relationship romance, like with a significant other, like even just relationship and love with the people in your family or your friends or mm-hmm. people that are close to you, like that love changes too. You just, it just always is going to be constantly like changing and growing. So you always. don't know what direction it's going to go in. Like, I can't yeah. imagine what love's going to look like for me at like 80, right? Like it's
0: just <laughs> such a long time from come. now. I'm really yeah. into it. I'm not playing around. because, okay. And as you said that, I just look back at the three couples that we have talked about today and they all have experienced different love stories within the story. Like, none of them have a one singular love story that just played all the way through. It was showing. And like we said, it showed how life can give you so many different avenues and paths. And like the people just kind of come, like if you're living for yourself, the people just kind of come as they come and you just have to take it and kind of move how it stands. But it's no, it's no rule book, sadly. It's messy. Yeah. Yeah. it's messy, it's
1: complicated, it's frustrating, like it's the whole nine confusing. I be look, it's confusing, okay? Like it really will make you question a whole lot of stuff, but it's just like once again, like you said, if you're living for you and moving for you, you just whatever, you either on the you, you, along along you love for love. the ride. You're going to be along for the ride or are you you going. So I don't know. I think that, that that's extremely important um just always real hopeless romantics
0: yeah hate that for us (laughs) (laughs) hate
1: that for us do because that actually like a movie is a movie and a show is a show but like you can try your best to take it and apply it to real life as much as you want to um and like you literally can like if you really try to take these situations and apply them to real life like that's very much so possible. The all of these scenarios are possible, and these are things people probably go through every day. It's just we can take them and attach them to like celebrities, but right because if somebody plays have
0: to come, yeah, they have to come from the scenarios have to come from somewhere. No, for real, Tyler Perry, they he he doing his uh, interviews and surveys because he becomes <laughs> <the boss. laughs> but like oh, yeah. just the play out of all of these. It's like if they had to play out our personal lives on tv as a movie if we would be thinking the same thing like this is not romantic Gene. <laughs> yes like this is it- <laughs> a catastrophe
1: what the heck right
0: but which like- why
1: i'm actually glad we chose these because these are gonna these are good examples of like we didn't choose like fluffy romance that was really just oh so happy so lucky so great so cute. like these were like more real scenarios and we did that on purpose
0: I love that. Well, guys, we're gonna we're gonna part two this. I think we're gonna still get into some other things when it comes to being cope with romantics. We have so much to say on it.
1: Oh yeah, because we didn't talk too much about ourselves, and that needs to happen. (laughs) That definitely needs to happen because I know y'all probably wondering, like, oh yeah, all this this fluff with these people that are celebrities and not us. You're gonna be like,
0: it's real glass house over here, and it is. We throw stones. Don't <laughs> <laughs> we throw too many stones, but don't worry, we're going to come at ourselves next week. So make sure you tune yeah. in.
1: So that's all we have for you today. In order to make sure that we keep growing, like, leave a review, and tell a friend. Bye.